I'm your host, Jared Lawrence. I am joined today with in-studio guest, D'Angelo Fletcher. What's really good? What's good, man? How you doing? This is the inaugural show. I'd like to thank everybody for joining, listening to the show. We're going to try to give you guys a good show. We got a lot of topics to discuss. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go from sports to entertainment to news. And first, we're going to start the show off with sports. D'Angelo, you ready? It. Are you ready? Because we got ready. some explosive stuff today. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the biggest um, headline today is the Shaquille O'Neal divorce. He's getting divorced from his wife of five years, Shawnee, who might I add is very fine, <laughs> almost Holly Berry-esque. But there's some interesting stuff that is in this divorce, D'Angelo, that should be coming to light soon enough. Um, I don't know if you saw this on, the, on Yahoo. That's what I was looking at. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Track Craft right now because we are in the Track Craft studios. But Track Craft, back to the uh, back to this divorce. Shaq Shaq's getting greasy right now with the wife. Like I don't know if this the wife was messing around behind his back or what, but he's about to go in. He's about to go in hard on this girl. Well, I, I know it's definitely crazy. I mean, you got a family. They've been married for about five years now. You got about six children. Got six kids I don't together. know if they all from one marriage or what, but... And, and Shaq has always been a guy that's big with kids, so for him to tear apart his own family, yeah. it's got to be something really, really crazy This is on. This is interesting. I just seen him on that ESPN commercial like last week, too, saving the little tiger. But uh, apparently Shaq is, uh, he's asking his wife or soon-to-be ex-wife to provide a correct accounting of all the money, funds, stocks, bonds, and other securities that they had access to during the marriage. And I don't know what that means to you, but to me, that sounds like Shaq believes she was going behind his back Sneaking money into other accounts. I don't know if she got the Swiss bank account open or what, but he's definitely about to go after her, and he's about to go after her pretty hard. It's not looking good for his wife right now. I don't, I don't think so at all. It's definitely bad. I mean, if, if she's either hiding money or really he's just trying to reclaim every dime that's yeah. his and don't want her to have anything, I don't know. And I, I just, I'm, I'm a little surprised by this because it just came up today, but I don't know, like usually... It's the wife that's, you know, maybe accusing him of, I thought, you know, something, maybe he'd be getting accused of cheating or something. But from the looks of reading this article, it looks like she's the one that's been messing up. I, I don't know. And then I guess we got to worry about this, the sources on Yahoo. Too, that's true. But I think yeah. in the coming days, more information on this situation will be coming out. Uh, right now, we don't have a lot. I mean, it's all speculation right now. Right. But I think... That he has reason to be requesting all that, all those statements and stuff from her, because he probably thinks she was stealing money or whatever. But let me just let me just say this: when they get divorced, Shaq is gonna be getting hit up for some some serious child support. That well, he can afford it. That's for sure. Cause that's four, five kids they got that he's gonna have to pay for. He makes about twenty million a year in salary, plus a few other million in endorsements. So it's, I mean. I guess he can afford it, but if I was Shaq, I would have waited a few more years. Let her get away with what she's doing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm good thing I'm. Uh, these girls are getting out of control right. these days. I guess. I guess he wants to put an end to all this excessive spending now. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a big one right there. That starts the day off. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. A lot of stuff we're gonna talk about. Uh, let's let's jump into football real quick. Okay. The biggest football topic that has been going on for over the past few weeks, month, Michael Vick. Mike Vick. I know a lot of people Mike are tired Vick. of hearing about Michael Vick, but we're not. This is our first show, so we're going to talk about Michael okay, Vick. Okay, let's get into Mike. If I want to talk about Michael Vick, I'm going to talk about Michael Vick. It's my first show. Maybe next week we'll come with something different. But, okay. yeah, Mike Vick, it's <laughs> not looking good for him. I'm, matter of fact, D'Angelo, 
I believe a month ago, I posed a question to you. Whose situation was looking worse? Michael Vick, Lindsay Lohan, or Pac-Man Jones? And I think you said Pac-Man. I, I think you said Pac-Man at that, the time. That was before I was a believer. Right now, Mike's got all his boys rolling on him. Nobody seems to be on his side, and he's actually admitting to... Mike's about to do some jail time. It's not looking good for Mike. It's definitely not looking good for Mike. Actually, in the news, they're talking like all the charges that he is admitting to don't really... It's not about dog fighting. He hasn't admitted to electrocuting dogs and no. all this other stuff they're saying. He, no. He's admitted to participating in funding, I think. But Right, right. And and I'm sure his bankroll was the bank for it yeah. all. It was definitely his house. So, I mean, those are things he can't really avoid. He was behind That's you. what he's admitting to. I'm going to roll on my, you know, saying that Pac-Man <laughs> Jones' situation was worse because right now Mike is in a, in a hole. He's in a Roger serious Roger Goodell is about to go after Mike Vick. Yeah. He's about to go after him hard body. Y'all know what that means. It's it's over. I mean, at least two years out of the NFL, I think. Uh, two, three years, something. I, I don't know. He's he. I don't. He would definitely not play quarterback ever. You don't is. think he's gonna play quarterback? He's definitely not gonna play quarterbacks. Quarterback is one of those positions where you just don't sit out for multiple years and expect to come back and be just as good. I mean, statistically, he was not really a quarterback. He was an That's athlete true. that had the ability to throw the ball. Now. When he comes out of jail three years from now, he's still going to be an athlete. He might be a little bit slower, which is going to hurt. I think he's going to have the speed still. I don't know. Three years without football training, he's, I don't think he's, he's not going to be the electric that he was. You think so, he's sitting out three years? Yeah, well, I mean, a year of jail time plus the suspensions that he's going to have to occur. And I think Goodell is going to put the suspensions on after his jail time. So, and then we got to assume, you know, we're assuming that another NFL team is going to pick him back up. I don't know. The Atlanta Falcons already said, no, this is not. Oh, he's We're not going Atlanta. back Mike Vick. So, <laughs> he's done. Well, you know, assuming that another team, you know, takes the risk in picking him up, I don't know. But, I mean, if, if his ability isn't what it is now, then he's even worse of a quarterback, you know, when he gets there. He'll be even worse of a quarterback because – Maybe he might learn how to work on that passing while he's in jail. Yeah, well, they got football teams in jail. You've seen the Gridiron movie with yeah, The Rock. Yeah, they, yeah. they play football in jail. Might, might refine that 50 percent passing accuracy. He might get that up in the sixties. The problem is he gonna go to jail. He gonna become more of a criminal. He gonna have problems with him. <laughs> I think Michael Vick is gonna be running things in that jail. He's his celebrity is so high. I think he's probably gonna be the biggest thing in the jail. He's gonna have a lot of followers. He's gonna be a leader there. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. What but happens. this is what I want to say about Michael Vick. Okay. There's a lot of people going on, a lot of people in the news. Like, I'm not saying what he did was right. I mean, definitely wrong, definitely deserves everything he gets, suspension, jail. He definitely deserves all that. But there's a lot of people out there, I ain't going to say no names, but they know who they are. <laughs> a lot of people saying he doesn't even deserve to play in the NFL again when he comes back. That I don't agree with. I don't agree with that at all either, and this is my reasoning for not agreeing with that. Let me tell you this. It's like any regular job. Just because you go to jail doesn't mean that you don't have a right to make a living when you come out. Like, I know playing in the NFL is a privilege. I know that. But that's his, that's his living. That's the way he earns a living. So after he, he serves his jail time, does the suspension, does everything that, all the punishment that's put um, in front of him, I believe he still has a right to earn a living when he comes back out. I agree. He does. And there's a lot of hating in the news going on. A lot of ESPN polls, 60% of people saying they don't want him playing in the NFL. He shouldn't be allowed to play in the NFL again. Look at, let's just compare this for a minute. All right. Martha Stewart. All right. Martha Stewart went to jail. She did her jail time. Yep. After she did her jail time, she was allowed to go back to her show. See, but, uh, but it's different crimes. I know. It's, it's, one, is different crimes. And two, Martha Stewart owns her own show. She owns her own businesses. <laughs> she owns her own That's companies. That's true, but. So she was really coming out of jail and putting herself back on TV. Well, I mean, and then, well, let me get back to the, you, you call being in the NFL as a privilege. I don't necessarily consider being in the NFL a privilege. NFL is a business, it's a job just like any other job in the world. Yeah. And I'm gonna take that back. I'm draft, not gonna say it's being it's a privilege because a lot of players yeah. get hurt in the NFL and like a lot of them when they're done with the NFL, they can't even walk right. And right. there's a lot of injuries that they sustain from being in the NFL. So I'm not gonna say it's a privilege. Because there's a lot of beating that they take in the NFL that a normal person wouldn't want to take. Yeah, put on yeah, their body. yeah. But I mean, a lot of people consider it a privilege because you're drafted, you become rich, you live like a star. But to me, it's a regular job. The draft is just their interview process. They get, you know, they get looked at in training camps. They're going through combines. That's just applying and interviewing. 
it's just the way the NFL does it. You know, exactly. so I don't consider it a privilege. It's just that job and the combines and all are just the way that they take their employees. You know, so I don't know. I, but I mean, again, coming out of jail, anybody you have trouble getting a real job when you come out of jail. We have a felony, especially a federal felony. And I mean. Will it be? Should it be difficult? Sure, just like any other job. That's what the NFL is. It's his job, you know. Uh, and but let me let me let's media. talk about felonies for a minute. Okay. Jamal Lewis went to jail for a felony. Yeah, distributing cocaine. Yeah, he tried. Or he was the ringleader. Right? I don't know what he was doing, but he was involved with cocaine. Right. He went to jail, served his time. They let him back in the NFL. Right. That's. I just think that if that's the way you're earning a living, you have a right to earn a living when you're done. Paying your dues and doing everything you that has been asked of you. Right. Like. And, and they were getting into more moral moral standards. Uh, you know, trafficking, drug trafficking is uh, bad. Yeah. It is against law. It was a felony. However, they considered Mike Vick's uh, murdering the dogs and and so forth heinous. You know, they're putting this it, stuff it, over murders like, though. They're they're treating this like. Vic then went and bombed a country. Like I don't know, people considering they, dogs. They family love members, their dogs. So, yeah. I mean. Ever since Benji and Old Yeller and all this, Americans' fixations on dogs is just... It's, it is it's at a whole new level right now. It's definitely ridiculous. All these Disney movies with the talking dogs and <laughs> all dogs go to heaven and stuff has us loving dogs to the point that we're putting dogs above humans. And I'm not saying... I love dogs, too. But the way they're treating Vic with this, I mean, I don't know if they're just looking for a reason to jump on him or what, but... Since when did we love dogs this much? Like they pee in the house and they do a lot of <laughs> they do a lot of stuff, but we're just we're holding them at a very high level. And I'm not saying that what he did was right. It's definitely wrong. It's disgusting. Electrocuting and stuff. This stuff I couldn't even fathom. But I just feel like we're treating these dogs very highly right now, higher than people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A lot of people. You heard the story. The woman she uh, left. Twelve million dollars in her will to her dog. To the dog, yeah. So Over the I, grandkids, I heard that story. Yeah, Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, people are treating dogs just like family members. I don't they even know if I can attend the funeral after my grandmother did something to me like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's any love left after that. To leave twelve million dollars to your dog instead of your kids. Yeah. What's the dog gonna do? How, how are we gonna talk to the dog and find out what the dog wants to do with twelve million dollars? <laughs> That's money lost. It's ridiculous. Money lost. Man. <laughs> But let, let's move on to another topic. Okay. You know, we might come back to Vic later. Who knows? But we got a lot of stuff to discuss. Okay. College football. Last week was the um, opening Good weekend times. of college football. Good, Good times. times. Football is back. The real sport is back. Sadly to say, my alma mater, Temple, lost yet again <laughs> to Navy. Temple. I still think we're going to be a 500 team this year. Navy's a very good team. And we only lost to them by 11 points this year oh, instead yeah. of losing 42 to 6 like we did last year. So yeah. Temple is on the way up. But let's talk about a big upset. Okay. I'm not talking about Notre Dame getting spanked either. I'm not talking about Notre Dame losing to Georgia Tech. No. Nope. That was big too. That went overlooked. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that in a minute. But the biggest upset of the weekend, arguably, Michigan losing to Appalachian State. <laughs> D'Angelo, before this week, I didn't even know what Appalachian State was. Yeah. The only reason I even heard of Appalachian State before is because my mom accidentally sent my transcripts over there. Not my transcripts, my financial aid form there one year. And I didn't get any financial aid from Temple because they said it went to Appalachian State. So that was the only reason I even knew about Appalachian State. <laughs> I thought it was in like Colorado or something. Come to find out, this school's in North Carolina. No, it is in North Carolina. Boom, yes. North Carolina. Yeah, in the mountains too. They say the campus is yes. nice up there. But this this was crazy. What was the score of that game? It was like 34-32 or something. And the uh, Notre Dame game was like 39. No, no, not the Notre Dame. Oh, 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 the oh, Appalachian yes. State, Appalachian, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, 34-32, definitely. That game was crazy. But you know what's even crazier? The way people are acting. Do you think this is the greatest upset ever? Uh, it's it's up it's definitely up there. We're talking a one double A team. We, they are definitely they were champs of double A. Sure. Two time champs, they, D'Angelo. They are two time champs. Two times. But you're talking about a one double A team, which is uh, I guess technically ranked 119th out of you know, according to you know, if you well, got one double A they're probably ranked one. They're ranked number one in one double A, but as far as one A goes, there's hundred and eighteen teams. So I would assume that the the best team in one double A should be classified as the worst team in 1A. That's so, not true. 
Well, I mean, they they probably would have whooped Temple. They um, yeah, they probably would have. You but see I mean, the speed they had. That, that's that's how I would see it. But I mean, and we're also talking about Michigan as a top ten team in the nation. So we're talking about they are ranked five out of the best teams in college football. And you're gonna tell me that? But preseason uh, rankings really mean nothing, D'Angelo. <laughs> we're ranking Michigan five based off what? Yeah. Uh, Based off spring practice, we they haven't get, seen them play any games. We don't they, even know if they deserve that five ranking going into the they season. They got their last year's schedule. They got they got whooped by USC in the uh, Rose Bowl. They, get, what, what they didn't deserve that five ranking what, going in. They what, got Mike Hart. True that. I'll get, give them that. And Henny. Henny's a Henny's four year good. starter. Mike Hart's good. Mario Manningham, who I didn't even see during the game. I don't know where he was at. What he, he got did. The last, the last pass of the game was the. That he did. He caught the last pass for like thirty something yards. You know, it just happened to oh, win that, game. Is that the stats from the game? The, the stats from the game. Mar- Mario Manningham. Yeah. Six, wait, three catches, 66 yards. I guess that's all right. 22-yard average per catch. Right. No touchdowns. Right. He usually catches those deep passes, those touchdowns. I, I mean, it, it, he had, you know, his long 46-yarder was that last pass of the game. 46-yarder. It just happened that the And they game, missed the two field goals they missed in that game. The game-winning field goal was blocked. Yeah, that, they missed one before that, didn't they? Uh I, I think they missed one before that, too. I think so. I think so. What's the, what's the kicker? Two for four on field goals for the yeah. Michigan kicker. Yeah. One he just missed. That right. probably would have won the game. The other one blocked bad blocking by the special teams. Right. I'm not blaming the kicker for that second block. I still don't think. I don't know. I, don't, I still wouldn't say that, you know, but Appalachian Greatest State, upset ever? I, I, top five in the what nation. What is wrong with the American public? Let me explain something to you guys. This is Appalachian State. Mm-hmm. True, we've never heard of them. Never. But that is a talented team. Only in video speed, games. Speed that Michigan was not expecting on opening day from a 1AA team. We're not talking about no Western Kentucky University State Technical <laughs> College that Florida Gators played. We're not talking about one of those sorry 1AA teams that, like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is a good, bona fide team. Matter of fact, I'm going to go as far to say that that Appalachian State team probably could have beaten half the teams in the top 25. That's why I can't say it's the greatest upset ever. I don't, I don't, I don't think they that's were. a team that came to show up and show out, and that's what they did, and they would have did that on half the teams in the top 25. So I'm not blaming Michigan. I'm not saying Lloyd Carr needs to be fired because a lot of these other teams, mm-hmm. a lot of these other teams squeaking by first week. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can pick teams that, just looking at the top 25, that would have lost to that team. Where's the top 25 at? Uh, uh, Rutgers might have had some trouble with them. Rutgers would, yeah, Rutgers would play. I'm Rutgers still not is, sold on Rutgers. Rutgers is a legitimate team. They've had, they, they beat Buffalo. Buffalo's one double A. You think Buffalo could beat Appalachian State? No way. No, no, but no I think, way. I, Rutgers, Rutgers is a good team though. I They're think, a good I think team. they, they could have beat Appalachian State. I wouldn't just I roll know. over on Rutgers. I don't think, I think Rutgers talents up there. I think Michigan has better talent than Rutgers. Michigan definitely has better talent. Michigan top five in the nation. We talked two Heisman hopefuls. Yes, in, in Henny and in Hart. Two of them. That's why I mean I would not get. I would not just say it's an upset. It's uh, definitely an upset. That's, Nobody's that's what makes expecting it, it. That's what's making it one of the greatest ever. I mean, you got Appalachian State, unheard of school, going against top five school in the nation with two Heisman hopefuls at their home field in too. the big house. In the big house. That is one place where a lot of people don't win. No matter one double A, D three, or D one, it doesn't matter. People don't necessarily always win in the big house. I, I guarantee you, Appalachian State is something like 16,000 capacity. I can guarantee if you add all 16 games in their season together, they don't see 100,000 people like they did that one day. So I would not, you know, I, I consider that a, a great upset. These guys came through all adversity possible, you know, undersized players, under underpaid coaching staff it, they, they don't have speed, no though. media coverage and they had to play in a stadium in front of a hundred thousand people but they're two-time defending double a champions 15 and 0 since that quarterback's been playing yeah well i i still i don't even think with the tv coverage for that championship game that they played in one double a there was a hundred i don't even yeah i don't even remember watching. seeing them win the one double a championship right, last so, year but they won it yeah, apparently that's a lot of that's a lot of adversity to go through for a little school and little team but I, I think that's up there. Do um, you want to know the funny thing about this game? The funny thing. Okay. This is what I find hilarious. Michigan. Michigan paid Appalachian State $400,000 to, to play them. To beat them in to their own house. To get beat by Appalachian yes. State. They, bought, they just lost. That's like losing a bet. 
That's like losing a $400,000 bet. <laughs> How dumb can Michigan feel right now for scheduling that game? That is, that's money that could have went to the athletic department, scholarships. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we're still talking that a lot of a lot of big schools, they put all those little schools involved because, you know, we got this topic on should college football have a playoff or whatever. And, uh, you know, analysts, they'll argue that every game is a playoff in college football. Every game counts. Appalachian State had a playoff Every last game has a meaning, you know what I mean? So, you know, they try to boost up their wins in the beginning. You know, I, I kind of lose respect in college That's football what they get because that. of that. I, I lose respect for that. Like, I start to appreciate teams like Cal. But the Big Ten off is with a, a tough conference. Well, they're, they're a tough conference, but I mean – I don't I don't appreciate them like trying to beat up on little schools yeah. just to get ahead in the polls, you know? Like like uh last year, a couple years ago, I guess, Ohio State, they you know, they played Texas in the first few that games. Was big. Now, yeah, Vince Young. Yeah. yeah. And when Troy Smith last year too. Right, right. Two I, big games. I, I appreciate schools that actually tried. They played people that are contenders, you know what I mean? That's that's but what Big I like, Ten so. and Pac Ten, they gotta do that type of stuff. You know why? Because they don't have they don't have a conference championship game. Big Ten, I thought I had a chance. No, they don't have a conference championship. No. Well, I mean, Big, the SEC, I can understand Florida because playing a Western Kentucky because their schedule is very hard. Okay. They got to play LSU. Right. Tennessee. Right. Probably Auburn. I don't even know their whole schedule, but they're playing pretty much all those good schools. Georgia, too. They're playing Georgia back down in Jacksonville every year. World Large Cocktail. Party. And then they have to play one of those teams again in the SEC championship. So their schedule is very hard. I can understand them scheduling one of these easy teams with Michigan. No, they, I don't know. Yeah, they could be up that's on acceptable. University of Indiana or something. But man. I guarantee you this. Illinois. Nobody will ever be scheduling Appalachian State again. No, Appalachian State is done. <laughs> they will strictly be playing double-A games from here on out. They will play a top-10 team ever again. There's nobody else that's going to risk Nobody's their season. Nobody's paying $400,000 for them to come beat them. No, no. They've, they've learned their lesson after just watching Michigan. Right. But I'll ask you this. One last question about this uh, subject. Okay. Do you think Lloyd Carr needs to be fired because of that loss? No. A lot of people call no. for his head right now. No. Lloyd Carr is one of those coaches that has proven he's win, Got national winning seasons yeah. year after year. He won has, 70% of his games. Right. He has one of the most respected teams in college football history, one of the respected uh, programs in college football history. I mean, you don't just throw him away. That's just like uh, uh, Penn State J- Pop Joe. You know, Joe, he, Joe. he had losing seasons. Do you get rid of him? He's historic. They brought you in a lot of talent since Bobby then, Bowden. He starts having oh, losing. Do you get rid of him? We might have to talk. We're going to have to talk about Florida State next. You can't. I don't I don't think, you know, coaches that have well-respect like that should just, you know, be on a game-to-game basis. Like a lot of people are saying that his system, uh, Lloyd Carr's system, is not working anymore, though. I don't this, know. This I offense know. I they're running, that. I mean, Hart. Basically carried them that game. Uh, yeah, Mike Hart carried the yeah. team. If it wasn't for Mike Hart, it would have been a bigger, like the the margin would have been bigger right. without Mike Hart. Right. I don't, I don't know. They, they they were definitely losing the whole game. So I don't know what's wrong with Michigan's team. What's going to go on with the season? But, but they, you know they were down the whole game legitimately. They uh, got another big game coming up this week. Yeah, Oregon. Yes, that's not a team you want to Not a cakewash. Not a cakewash. Dennis Dixon at quarterback. 6'4", about 205 pounds, runs like he's like lightning. The right. dude is fast. Right. And if they they couldn't handle the speed of that other quarterback, wait till they see Dennis Dixon. And they got a good run. They got a good halfback in Oregon. They do. Uh, Oregon's a solid team. Definitely. I don't know if that game's – is it in Michigan? I think it's in Oregon. Uh, and if they play in Oregon, it's even worse. Yeah. I believe that game is in Oregon. I think they actually got no. I think uh, Michigan's the home game. You think Mich- Michigan's the home team? Michigan is the home game. Okay, so they're coming to the big house. They're too. coming to the big house too. Now how do they get Oregon and Appalachian to come to the big house? I don't know. Wow, that's that's an, that's interesting. But yeah, I just wanted to speak on that because a lot of people. Were, I, I I still don't think it's one of the big. I don't think it's the biggest upset ever. It's a big upset. Mm. If no, but greatest game. Greatest upset of all time? Well, well, I think they was listening. To, uh, this is the first time ever that a top ten team is completely booted out of the top twenty five with one loss. That's got to make it grand somehow. Greatest That's upset of all time? First time ever booted out of the top twenty five. Florida beating Ohio State last year in the championship was an upset. That was an upset. That was a big upset. Yes. 
Vince Young. They beat them convincingly. Vince Young beating USC in the title game when nobody thought they had a chance. I don't know. I don't know. I, Texas did. Nobody was believed in Texas beating USC that year. And Vince Young Come on. brought them back. I would. I believed that Texas was going to win that game just because they were playing in the Rose Bowl. You watched that ESPN. man the year before. Nobody dominates the Rose Texas. Bowl. He does, but USC was just such a powerhouse. Nobody even. I, I thought they were going to win because I just hate USC and I root against them all the time. But nah, that that was that was a solid team. That was an upset. The stadium they were familiar. You don't with. think that was an upset? No, I think that was just two good teams. Somebody has to lose. Two good teams at war. That's all it is. That game right there got Vince Young chosen as the top quarterback in the NFL draft. Yeah. Without that performance in that game, Matt Liner's drafted over him. He's not the top quarterback getting chosen. Yeah. That catapulted I agree. him. I agree. And I just I think that was an upset. I agree. Just because, like, you know how the media is. The media dictates everything. They yeah. talked to USC, USC, all leading up to that Reggie game. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush, Liner. Matt Liner, yeah. Jared, all these people. That's all they talked about. Yeah. So I just, I mean, maybe in our minds it wasn't an upset, but just the way the media was portraying everything. It turned out to be an upset. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's move on to another team. Okay. Florida State. Florida State. What is the problem? This is one of our this is our home state team. My team. I went there for a semester. Florida State Seminoles. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like the Gators. I have nothing I root for the Seminoles. And when when I see the Gators winning and we're losing, that leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Right. And they, I, they lost big, too. No, no they, they lost by at, six, but they were getting whooped the no, whole game. At no point in time. Up in until the fourth they quarter, yeah. they were getting whooped. No. They, they, they staged a little comeback third, fourth quarter. No. no. Yeah. Look they, at that right there. They were losing the entire time. They lost by six points. They lost by six, but they was They down, scored the last they was, 16 points of the game. They was down 24 to three at the half. That I know, but they scored the last. Whooping. They scored the last 16 points of the game. They made a little comeback. Desperation. Well, what what about the fact that they have lost the Bowden Bowl the last three years straight? I don't understand it. <laughs> that we bring in a new coordinator. Yeah. Um. The what's his name? The LSU guy. What's uh, his name? I forgot his I name. Know. I don't know. But the LSU guy we bring in as our coordinator. Mm-hmm. We bring in Chuck Amato from NC State. Oh, what's the. Oh, what is his name? Um, I don't know. Really it just came up. It, it, it popped up in my head, but I forgot it. But anyways, they bring in all these new coaches because you know Bobby Bowden. They were try, they're about to fire him. They I, were. I hate. I hate to hear. They that. were about to. I hate. They, to hear but instead, that. they made him fire his brother yeah. or his son, right. Jeff Bowden. Right. And yeah, they're like, if you want to save your job, Jeff has to go. So they made him fire Jeff, and then. You're expecting this offense to be something dynamic. No. And what happens? Three points at halftime. I don't know what's Why? going on with the quarterback situation. Uh, yeah, this is my thing. Drew Weatherford, I'm not going to say he was horrible last game because he played decent. He played He played okay. They weren't really blocking for, for him. Yeah, 17 for 34, 142 yards. Yeah, that's uh, those numbers down. aren't great. Nah, but a lot of that's just because they weren't blocking. Right. Like sacked five times. But even if they're not blocking and it's not his fault, at some point you got to get a spark in the offense. And if that means going to Xavier Lee, mm-hmm. then that's what needs to be done. I thought by now Xavier Lee be starting. Well, I mean, they said Weatherford was killing him in uh, the practices, and he uh, just obviously was better. That's than him. ridiculous. Oh, by the way, Florida State offensive coordinator Jimbo Fisher. I just that's remembered. <laughs> but yeah, they said he was killing them in the practices. And I, I mean, I hear this every year. One of them is leading the pack, and then you, they come out, and it's just the same old story that we've been seeing for the past five years. Oh, man. They they were getting killed all over the board. Florida though. State offense has not been the same, and I will say this. They have not been the same since Mark Rick left for Georgia. Mm-hmm. When Mark Rick was over there, offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. offense was fine. Everything was going great. Once he leaves, and then Jeff Bowden gets everything, he gets it in his hands. It's just not the same. And judging from that first game, I still didn't see much of a running game. No. I know Anton Smith had that nice 40, what, 49-yard run. Yeah. But other than that, there wasn't much of a running game. They're not blocking for him. The receivers, where was Greg Carr? I seen him make maybe one or two catches. Greg Carr, one catch, 10 yards. Where was Greg Carr? That's supposed to be our deep threat. We didn't even throw deep to him. Not once. No. 
The Cody bag dropping passes. Number nine, the freshman guy or sophomore. I don't know what his name is, but he was he fumbled the ball. Yeah. After a catch, there was just so much. It was just very sloppy, and I don't know who their next game is against, but they need to get it together because if they play that they played against Clemson, mm-hmm. we're in for a long season. <laughs> That's just it. It's not looking good for Florida State right now. Hopefully they'll get it together. Maybe it was just that first game jitter, you know. Right. New coaching staff, new offense to learn. Maybe it's going to take some time. Maybe we have to be patient. Florida State fans are not patient, though. They're used to winning. And if they don't see results soon, Bobby might be forced out. I don't know. I hate to say it. Joe Powell was on the hot seat a little while ago, too, a few years ago, before he got that recruiting class. Yeah. Okay, they got UAB next week? UAB the next week. That should be a win. That should be what we need to get us going. But I'll say this. If Weatherford starts out like he did last game, and we're not seeing results by halftime, he needs to switch to Xavier. He's got to go. I was expecting Xavier Lee after halftime last game, and Bobby Bowden just did not put him in. True Weatherford got it going later in the game. He got it going later. Mm -hmm. But earlier, I just would have liked to have seen a spark, Mm -hmm. and that could have been Xavier Lee. Who knows? Xavier Lee comes in after halftime, Mm -hmm. we might be able to win because Xavier Lee has a little bit of speed, and when your offense is not blocking, you got to run. Okay. All right, it's time to move on to the next subject. We are This show is just going so so quick. Um, NFL season starts tomorrow, D'Angelo. Are you ready? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's big. This t- this last two months, I can't tell you how hard dun, it's been dun, on dun, me. Dun. I find myself doing that now. Now the baseball season, I love baseball, baseball but it was okay. hard. I'm getting more. I'm I growing need football. On. Yeah, I need my football everywhere I go. Dun, 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 dun. Man, this is big. Saints and Colts opening up the season tomorrow. Who you got? I'm ha- I'm gonna have to go with Indianapolis. That you know they're proven winners. Peyton Manning does not lose. Regular season ball games. I agree. I'm going with Indianapolis too, and I, I'm gonna tell you why. I love the I love the Saints. I love Reggie Bush. Drew Brees is nice too. That defense looks a little soft to me. Yeah, I don't know. But if the, Fred Thomas is still at cornerback, they're in trouble. Yeah, but but what about what about you know? I, I don't know. The Saints the Saints are a decent team. Indianapolis a couple years ago they went all the way to the uh, AFC Championship with no defense because what their, their offense Whoa. was very explosive, buddy. I'm Once Bob Sanders talking, got back. I'm talking a few years ago, not last year. Oh, I'm talking a okay. few, few years in a row. They defense, they the worst rush defense in the NFL. Plus every know? year. Yeah. So I mean, they have suspect defense, but their offense is so high powered that they can still make it work. And that's that's kind of where the Saints are. Now I don't think the Saints are gonna win. Can you name a playmaker on the Saints defense? What about McKenzie? He's almost a playmaker. Okay, I'll give you that. Mike McKenzie. Mike McKenzie. I wasn't playmaker. even thinking about that. Mm-mm. He's no Bob Sanders, though. He's not Bob Sanders, and it, Drew Brees is not Peyton Manning. That's, but that, right now, he's doing okay. That Colts defense is a whole lot different when Bob Sanders plays. And if Bob Sanders plays tomorrow night, yeah. it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's going to be it's gonna be. A you good saw game. how they looked in the playoffs once he came back. They couldn't stop the run. But no. once the playoffs come, once Bob Sanders in there, they're stopping everybody. So, so I mean, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the Saints, though? Do you feel that uh, – uh, you know, Deuce. Offense is great. Deuce, Deuce and uh, Reggie Bush definitely better than a die. You know? Whoa, they, they, I like Reggie. Yeah, but I, I think a die is very, very underrated. I think a die has the privilege of playing behind the Indianapolis Colts line. He's very underrated. And Peyton Manning. Peyton sets him up for some nice runs. Definitely. Because if Peyton sees a lane, if they're spread out, he's fine. If Peyton enough. sees a lane for him to run. He's audible into the run. And Peyton Manning's line. I mean, they had the the. Left tackle retired. That's a great loss because left tackle is most important position on the line. Yeah. Right, but uh, I mean statistically for years, to, years and years and years, you know the, the, their line is amazing. Peyton Manning jersey only gets dirty if the weather's bad. I mean, Marvin Harrison hasn't taken a big hit. Marvin Harrison like don't take four hits or five it, years. The man's thirty five years old. And the way the boy throws the ball, if you anywhere on the field, anywhere in the arena. On the field, in the stadium, parking lot, Peyton Manning can get you the ball. He'll so, set you up for those big hits. I mean, he does open up. He opens up a lot of defenses because of his ability to throw the ball. Great I mean, quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Drew Brees, is, he's doing okay. He's, I Reggie yeah. Bush is magical. He's a magical dude. Well, Peyton Manning's so, a Hall of Famer. I agree. Already. I don't, I'm he not, hasn't even finished his career. I'm not going to argue this. I think yeah. Indianapolis is going to win. Indy. Now, I want to talk about my team real quick. Okay. Steelers. Oh, Blitzburg. Coming off an 8-8 eight eight season. Blitzburg. Opening up against Cleveland Browns. 
A lot of people are sleeping on the Steelers this year, in my opinion. Finish, they're picked to finish third in the AFC North just about by everybody. They got the Bengals and Ravens ahead of them, which I, for one, cannot understand. Mm-hmm. Ravens, maybe, yeah. Ravens defense, nasty. Right. They won more games than us last year. Last year, we tied the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Eight and eight. We ended their season. They could have went to the playoffs and they beat us. Yeah. San Antonio Holmes, overtime, catch, touchdown. They're out of the playoffs. I, I think we have a better team than the Bengals. I don't understand why they keep getting ranked ahead of us. It's the it's Carson Palmer at number eighty five. We got Ben Roethlisberger. It's number eight. he's who, coming who's back. Who's going to stop eighty five? That is the I question. I Taylor shuts him down every game. I, I, I mean, did you you see how the man abused D'Angelo Hall? D'Angelo Hall is a zone corner. He's not a man-to-man corner. If you ask that man to play man, he's in trouble. Yeah, he was getting chewed up in the zone when they played. He's a little overrated, though. No, he's know. fast. Yes, he's know. fast. He's definitely got makeup speed. He's, he's a little overrated. Fast. He didn't, I didn't see that makeup speed when Chad Johnson blew no, by him in the did. preseason game last yeah. week. No, he, he Chad Johnson made him look like a rookie for sure. That's no questions about that. But D'Angelo Hall is a respectable DB. You can't. All right, he you, is. you can't get take that away. from All him. I'm saying is. Don't sleep on the Steelers this year. We have a new coach, Mike Tomlin. And he's doing a great job so far. The I, dude's edge up is amazing. I just want to say <laughs> that right now. That's like the Steve Harvey line right there. Got his own barber in the locker room. But this guy used to be, he was last year, let me tell you something. Okay. Defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings last year. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings, number one defense against the Rush last year. Mm-hmm. Defense was, I think, rated in the top 10 overall in yards. This guy, he's gonna work some wonders for that D. Yeah, defense was. They're gonna okay. be very aggressive. Defense was doing okay to start with. Yeah. I don't think defense was uh, matter of Pittsburgh's fact, problem no, yeah. at all. Ben was the problem last year. Ben, I love Ben, ben was the problem. There's no receivers. One of my favorite players. No, whoa, whoa. No receivers. I, I mean, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward is great. He's a great Santonio possession. Holmes. He's a great possession. Who? Deep threat. Who? No. I guarantee no. you. I'm gonna say it right here on this show. I guarantee San Antonio Holmes will have over. Over 1,000 yards. I'm going to go as far as to say 1,100. Over 1,100 yards, about eight touchdowns this year. Ben Roethlisberger is not that efficient at quarterback to get Ben had a bad year last year. I'm not going to blame it on anything. Not the injury, not the accident, the appendectomy. I'm not blaming it on none of that. He just had a bad year. Honestly. But I've looked for him to bounce back. We have a new offensive coordinator this year, a new mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. They're they're talking about spreading it out like Indianapolis. No, he's not not that good. He's going to hold the ball at the line. They're going to do it, but I don't think it's a good idea. Have you seen him in the preseason? Yeah, yeah. 240 yards in the first half against the Eagles. It's the preseason. Eagles defense, number one defense out there. It's the that wasn't preseason. their second team. It's the pre- the, it, players don't even play in the preseason. They I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I they're don't playing think Cleveland they're, Browns first week, too. Bottom line. That helps. Yeah, no. And no. what do you think about Brady Quinn? Do you think he's getting in the game? No. Not, Brady Quinn is not going to play until midseason. They won't do that to him, all. right? I mean, you would no. never want to put him in against starting against Pittsburgh. No. That, that, gonna, he could be traumatized for life. They throw him in, in that career. first week. No. If, 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 bottom line, Pittsburgh, if Parker does not run well, they will lose. He will run against that, Cleveland. Nah, well. He's either going to run or catch the ball because they're going to throw him the ball a lot this year. No. But just look out for San Antonio Holmes. I'm, we're going to come back to that next Definitely. week when he has his 100 okay. yards receiving. Write that down in. We are going to discuss that next week, and we're going to get your opinion, see if you're a believer, because I'm already a believer in San Antonio Holmes. <laughs> no. I was I mad when they him. first drafted him. I wanted Chad Jackson personally, but look where he's doing. He's on the Patriots. Is he even on the team anymore? I got five wide receivers better than him right now. No. So he might not even be there anymore after a little while. So I'm happy with San Antonio Holmes. But let's move on to our last sports segment. Okay. Let's give a little little taste of what's coming up. Basketball season's coming up pretty soon, too. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, football's going to get us there. Mm-hmm. I love football, favorite sport in the world, but basketball is what's going to take us from when football ends all the way into the summer with a nice, smooth transition. Let's talk about my team in basketball, the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> a lot of people have been sleeping on them. Yes, they've had bad records. They've been bad over the past few years. Jailblazers. The but jailblazers. it looks like it's a new day. We got Greg Oden. <laughs> we got Greg Oden first pick. It changed a lot. I think this is going to be a totally different team. And you know what? You know what's even better about this team right now? What's better about them? D'Angelo. Five weeks until training camp starts. A lot of people are on vacation right now. Some people are in Vegas playing for the U.S. team. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the Magic are doing? They're probably over, you know, downtown Orlando, clubbing it up every night. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know what the Portland Trailblazers are? 
In practice. They're practicing. Practice. As a team. We're not talking about the game. We're not talking about the game. We're talking about practice. Practice, huh? They are at the practice facility. Five on five court drills. Full court. Five on five. Every day. They're practicing. This is a young team, so that's big. We got Greg Oden, LaMarcus Aldridge, Brandon Roy, Jarrett Jack, Steve Blake recently acquired. Um, uh, Travis Outlaw, who I think is going to be a breakout player this year. Mm-hmm. Martel Webster has lost 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And might I say, he had a beautiful dunk on LaMarcus Aldridge in practice last week that I saw on the Blazers' website. I'm talking about this dunk was very nasty. <laughs> if you guys ever go to NBA.com, go to that Blazers' website, look for that. But th- I just want to let everybody know. The Blazers, are, they're going to be serious this year. No, I don't They're going to be at least a 500 team. Oh, and they will challenge for a playoff is, is, spot. Is that even a, a landmark success? 41 victories with a team that young? But come on. This the, it, they're going to challenge for a playoff spot. Tr- I'm saying that now. They might be this year's Golden State Warriors. No. No. I, not, I think not, so. Not, he's good, but he ain't. We, just got, we got Channing Fry too. No, I forgot about I forgot all about him. We t- we t- are you really you really thinking that Portland Trailblazers are going to come from out of left field yes. to the forefront of the yes. West? Yes, look at that front line: Greg Oden, Lamarcus Aldridge, decent player. Decent That's player. blocks all day if anybody comes through that lane. But he's still a rookie. You got to give him his Aldridge rookie. is going to handle the scoring down low. Zach Randolph's gone. No, I'm guaranteeing is. LaMarcus Aldridge averages 20 points a game this season. Aldridge, I think, is going to do his thing. But 20 points a game. I'm guaranteeing. I'm saying it right here on the show. Odin, Odin is still, he's still Odin a rookie. Odin has to block. All he's he does is get blocks, rebounds, and play defense. We don't need him to score. We got Brandon Roy for that. We got Steve Blake for that. Travis Outlaw is going to put some scoring. He's playing the four or the five. Who? Uh, Odin. Odin's going to play the five. Aldridge is going to be at he's the four. He's going to play the five. So he's going to, who's going to have to see? He's going to have to. Uh, he's going to have some foul trouble. I'll admit. He had no. some foul trouble in the, uh, in the, in the pre-draft camp. Not the pre-draft. The summer league. He he's, has, he's lucky he won't have to see Garnett anytime this season. He's going to get. Garnett's a, he's a forward. He's, he's going to play Aldridge. Yeah, but he would have to see him that low, though. He'd have to be there. I mean, he's gonna see Duncan. Matter of fact, Blazers have ten games on TV this year. Okay. Damn. Last year we had. He's definitely he's definitely financially turned around the organization. Yes, That's about it. I though. cannot wait. Christmas Day they're playing as Durant too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're, Durant, but they're opening up against the Spurs. Durant cut from the USA team. Yeah. I'm I, I'm just saying. I wanted Odin. I like Odin over Durant. But I'm just saying. I'm just letting you guys know, know what is coming up. Basketball season is five weeks away from starting training camp, and the Blazers are practicing. Practice. Not but the let's. Game. That, that was a nice, nice That's little sports segment we had there. It went pretty long. We had a lot of topics. Once again, I want to thank my sponsor, Track Craft. Track Craft? We're in the Track Craft studios right now. Track Craft? Jared Lawrence, joined by D'Angelo Fletcher. The one. And right now, let's move on to entertainment. Okay, what's in the entertainment? Ooh, something big going on next week. What's really good? Now, I don't know all you hip-hop fans out there. <laughs> September 11th. Which is the day of remembrance. September 11th, 9-11. Yes. But on that day, two of the biggest artists in the world are dropping albums. Yes. 50 Cent. 50. Kanye West. We yeah. got Curtis versus <laughs> The Graduation. Who you got selling more records that week, D'Angelo? I'm, I'm, you you know, from the shy. I'm from the shy. What do you, are you going to, you got to go I with the South side. I definitely dig Kanye West. But I think Curtis is major. You think so? Curtis you think people major. are getting tired of 50? Uh, no. No. 50 is just as large as ever. I don't know. I think it's going to be, it's definitely, you know, 50 Cent has been quoted as saying if Kanye West outsells him in the first week, he would never drop another LP. I don't know. I've been I've been nail biting this. I have trouble sleeping at night thinking about this. I'm gonna <laughs> be Kanye honest with you. That Kanye album pretty strong. It, I've heard some clips. Off Kanye of there. is definitely turning back is, around. The curse but. is a little strong too. I'll tell you this: all those popcorn pop singles that we right. heard on the radio, yeah. the rest of his album sounds nothing like that. Right. He's 50, got that hard stuff. Fifty on there. is still. I, Fifty is one of the best. I think he's just. I think on a worldwide scale. He's a little bit larger than Kanye. Oh, so, definitely. So definitely. That's the only reason why I'm gonna say 50 is gonna outsell him, just because world, worldwide 50 is way bigger than what Kanye is doing. D'Angelo, we have a dark horse who might challenge for that number one spot next week. Do you know who it is? No. Who's that? This isn't even hip hop. 
Okay. This is a whole nother level. What, who have we got? This is a serious contender. I am talking about country music star. Oh, come Kenny on. Kenny Chesney. Come on. Selling more than 50 in Kanye? It's possible. His last no. album sold close to 600 opening week. Close to 600,000. Close to 600. Album sales are down in hip-hop. I think 50. 50's not doing the 1 million. He's not doing 1 mil first week like he did last time. No, 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 no. no. I don't think he even did 1 mil. He did time. 1 mil last. 1.1 mil. Massacre. 1.1 mil first week. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. We might have to. He might have did to 1. That one. 1.1 mil first week on the massacre. Get Rich or Die Trying was 860,000 first week. I, yeah, no. I think he did. He definitely did over, over gold in the first week. Oh, I, it was 1.1 mil. I, I'm telling you right now. I, our listeners, whoever want to go listen, look I, it up I on YouTube. Definitely Google don't think it. no country music go Google. star. No Kenny Chesney's pretty big in the country music world. Bigger and they me. buy albums. They're not downloading on LimeWire like we are. True. They're buying albums. True. So I'm just saying, I'm just it's a thought. Look out for Kenny Chesney next okay. week. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But let's let's move on. Okay. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay let's Lohan. talk about some Lindsay Lohan. A lot of people moving weight. <laughs> a lot of people have been talking about Lindsay Lohan. She's been in the news a lot recently. A lot of arrests, a lot of DUIs, mm-hmm. crack cocaine possession. And some jeans it. that she said wasn't hers. Gotta love it. She said she got caught with crack in the jeans. Said the jeans were her friends. <laughs> who borrows jeans and who borrows jeans with cocaine in them? I don't know. But this is the big thing in her case. This was on the news last week. Lindsay Lohan was charged, or they were thinking about charging her, in addition to the DUI, two cocaine charges. D'Angelo, I want you to know that both of those charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. They're not even charging her for the coke. Paid off. Now somebody was paid off in the African American community. You name me <laughs> one black person you know that can get caught with some crack cocaine in their pocket and say that the they the jeans are their friends and get the charges dropped. Must... Jamal Lewis ain't get those charges dropped. No, no. How does Lindsay get these charges dropped, D'Angelo? Is it because of celebrity? Are these celebrities getting away with too much? I, I... It... First Paris Hilton now this. <laughs> In addition to that, let me tell you this. Okay. Lindsay Lohan's only going to serve about two days in jail. For DUI, she had crack. She's serving two days in jail. Paris Hilton, I think, had DUI, too. She served about 20-something. Paris Hilton had 20 days, but she had multiple DIs. Lindsay Lohan's had multiple DUIs. She's crashed cars. Yeah, I think think, uh, Paris Hilton's biggest charge was that she was violating probation. That's the reason why. What about Nicole Richie? Nicole Richie violated probation. She's getting 96 hours in jail. Is that even real jail time? She she did the same thing Paris Hilton did. Why are these celebrities getting away with stuff that normal people would be put in jail for? They're celebrities. Is Hollywood getting out of control? Are they running things right now? I would say definitely in California. We need to get this stuff together. We're just not. Nobody's being treated the same right now. And I I have a problem with that. (laughs) I don't know, man. We'll, we'll we'll have more on that story as it develops. Maybe later on next week, we'll touch on a little more. Okay. There's another story I want to touch on. What's that? R. Kelly. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a minute. When did R. Kelly first get in trouble for this charge, this uh, child molestation pornography? I don't know what it was, but it was about 2002. Yeah. He was charged. a long time ago. I can't. Indicted. They had tape, him peeing on the girl. Yeah. It's 2007, D'Angelo. He had a trial scheduled for September. Let me tell you something. That trial has been postponed to spring 2008. I don't know. Last I heard about it, I heard you know, that everybody except the girl wanted to prosecute him. Yeah, the girl's denying it's her. Yeah. I, so either you so wh- drop the case or you go to trial. They choose to go to trial. Why is the trial taking five years to start? I, I don't really think they got enough. R. Kelly's released about five albums. Right. He's went on tour with Jay-Z. They broke up, made up, dropped another album. He's re- he was released about 25 Trapped in the Closet videos. <laughs> and he's had time to do collaborations with everybody in the music business. Right. Why is it that his trial can't seem to start? I don't, th- I don't think they got enough information on it. I don't think there's enough and evidence this is the to thing, This is the thing that gets me. While R. Kelly is out on jail... With a sexual assault, not a sexual molestation charge or whatever the charge is, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. He's out and about doing whatever he wants, running free. Mm-hmm. 
Janarlo Wilson sits in a Georgia prison still. A charge that he should be out on. I don't know if you're familiar with this story. Janarlo Wilson, a high school football player, about two, three years ago, he was 17. He received oral sex from a girl who was 15 years old. Right. He, because of, there was a law in Georgia saying that was a crime to get oral sex right. from a minor, even though he's still a minor too, which I don't understand. He was 17. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Right, right. 10 years in prison. R. Kelly's still out for peeing. He's peed on a girl. It's on tape. <laughs> this guy's stuff was on tape too. I say, I, I will tell you that. That's right. part of the facts. And it was 100% consensual. Yeah. It was 100% consensual. Yeah. Consensual. He was 17, she was 15. Now, this is the funny thing about that story. It's not really funny, but this is the thing that gets me about our legal system and how much of a joke it is. Mm-hmm. Had he had sex with that girl? There would have been... He wouldn't even been in jail. No. There would have been no jail sentence. The no. law was you cannot receive oral sex. Right. So because he got head from the girl, he's right. going to jail. The sodomy, he law, went to jail. sodomy law was ridiculous. Now, that law has since been changed. Really? The, the law has since been changed where you it's not... It's, it's a misdemeanor instead uh-huh. of a felony okay. for getting oral sex if you're for the underage girl. He's still sitting in jail. They will not let him out of jail. I don't understand it, how he can still be sitting in jail, yet R. Kelly just dropped what? Uh, what was the last album he dropped? Uh, the, was it not? I don't know. Not a, not a, we just dropped that one album <laughs> with... Uh, All the Trapped in the Closet. We're going to call it... Trapped we, in the Closet. We're going to call the, it Trapped in the Closet. I'm a flirt, same girl. Him and Usher running around chasing the same girl. Like he's doing all this foolishness, not going to trial. I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm not saying he's innocent. But I'm just saying, if, if they got, if they have the nerve to even charge him with this stuff, at least go to trial. Yeah. Why waste our money, five years waiting for this, and then you're gonna postpone it again? Makes no sense. Let Gennaro Wilson out of jail. Why is he in jail and R. Kelly's not? That's all I'm saying. I just want justice. I want justice. I want Lindsay Lohan to do the same amount of time that a regular person would do for having crack on them. And I want R. Kelly to do the same amount of time that they're obviously make, making Gennaro Wilson do. When he should be out of jail, it's the most ridiculous case I've ever heard of. I don't understand it, and I probably never will understand it. And that just goes to show how our justicism is a joke right now, and it needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. But let's move on to the, um, another topic because we don't have much time left. I just want to let you guys know. One day after 50 Cent and Kanye West drop, I'm dropping my video. <laughs> Jared Domination Part 2. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jared Domination Part 1. It was a big hit. D'Angelo, did you see it? I did not see it. You still have not seen Jared Domination Part 1? No. Big hit. Over 620 views on Google Video. Are you serious? It's crazy. Uh, you going to sell more than 50? You going to do more I'm than not, 50? I'm not going to outsell 50 or Kanye, but I mean... 50 numbers? I'll tell video. you this. The anticipation... The anticipation for Jared Domination Part 2 is bigger than High School Musical 2. Got him big, huh? Who's directing it? Who's? I'm directing. I'm editing. Uh, we got all the video. I got a couple songs that are going to be playing. I'm not going to tell you guys the songs yet because oh, I don't want to let the cat out the bag yet. Oh, but man. Just look for it. September 12th. Google September Video. September 12th. Jared Domination Part 2. It'll be coming to MySpace pages near you. <laughs> it's going to be a big event. Okay. And yeah, High School Musical 2 got nothing on me. <laughs> This is big. The first one was big, and the anticipation for this one is even bigger, and I just want everybody to know. Can't wait. I can't it's coming wait. out. Let's move on to news, bro, okay. for our last segment. What Entertainment, we, we did that. Body. Sports. Body. Let's move on to news. What's the news? Last year, uh, not last year, last week was the two-year anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. I don't know if you're aware of that. I'm aware. Uh, I've read a lot of articles about that, and basically what I've been reading and what I'm hearing is that Ever since this hurricane hit two years ago, not a lot's been done to fix um, New Orleans. No. It's still it's still in shambles. Ninth Ward's still looking a mess. I mean, just a lot of stuff is not being rebuilt. So what are you saying? Is, is the government's responsibility? Yes, it's the government's responsibility. Why? Even Why? Even insurance companies, if you, if, you are own, if you are a homeowner or you own your own car and an act of God happens is what insurance companies call it, they don't cover you. That's true. So... Do you really expect the government to do something in the event of the act of God? Yes, and here's why I expect the government to do something. Okay. French quarters mm-hmm. been rebuilt. Superdome, where the Saints play. They made sure that Superdome was rebuilt 
a year later, in time for the Saints season opener, $580 million spent on rebuilding the Superdome, D'Angelo. But was this government funded or were these private company funded? Government funded that. Government funded the French quarters? No, the Superdome. Or, but what about the French Quarter? I don't know who funded the French Quarter, but I know $580 million was spent on reopening that Superdome in time for the Saints to play. Now, you tell me, is the Saints playing in New Orleans more important than the Ninth Ward and all these other hurricane-ravaged neighborhoods being rebuilt? It's building up uh, city morale. It's giving the people a reason to You don't think they could have played in San Antonio an extra year like no. they were playing in the Alamo Dome? But if, you, if you're trying to rebuild the city, you want to give a reason to come back. I think the Saints winning... Is, is a good reason for people to say, people I want to go back. Go back. There's people still there. 17,000 uh, people living in FEMA trailers, D'Angelo. Yeah, well, but I mean, they don't have their hope. The city population is just damaged. 17,000 people living in trailers, FEMA trailers that we all know are not the best in the world. No. It's not even better than your average trailer. No. So there's still people there. Yeah. Now, when we're talking about people coming back, what people are we talking about coming back? They're, we're not talking about the black else. people coming back because black people are still there. Yeah. Still there living <laughs> in poverty. Yeah. So we're not talking about them coming back. I don't know. I don't know how much I so think the government to help. We know what the government wants to do. We know. They want to rebuild New Orleans. They want to rebuild it minus all the black people. Not all of them. They, I mean, I'm sure they won't mind having some, but they don't want it being a majority of the city like it was before. No. Because tourists weren't coming to that. No. I mean, they were. French quarters and stuff. Right. But other businesses, they weren't going to. I don't know. I don't know how much I... I can't really say. How much did the, did the government fund the rebuilding of the trade centers? Is that, it's going to get that's, rebuilt pretty soon. I think that's that's a bigger priority in New Orleans. Yeah, I'll that's going to get rebuilt, but that's privately being rebuilt. I don't think the government is actually shoveling billionaires money are throwing money for that land. Right, land so, in New York City is worth a lot. Right, so I mean, I, I maybe don't blame the government. Maybe we blame the billionaires that they don't have any value in New Orleans. How about that? Well, the billionaires, yeah, but that's not their. Do you think it's their responsibility to rebuild New Orleans? Yeah, wasn't their responsibility? They can rebuild, rebuild businesses either, and stuff, though. but houses. Getting people out of FEMA trailers? I'm just saying, $580 million could have went there. Right. The war in Iraq. Let's talk about that. We spend $10 billion a month on the war. You don't think some of that money could be going to New Orleans? No, it could. It could. I'm just saying. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. As much as I want to blame Bush, it's bigger than Bush right now. It's the mayor. It's the governor. Politicians. Leaders. City leaders. Isn't, isn't it even quoted that the mayor didn't want the government's help. The mayor messed up too. Mayor Nagin messed up. I'll say that. Okay. He's black too. So I'm yeah. not, it's ain't no did, racial thing. Black did, guy messed up too on his own people. He didn't want the government's help. No. Now, now we're saying they shouldn't have. I'm just saying there's no reason for 17,000 people to still be living in trailers when we have the Superdome open mm. in time. One year later, it was open. Mm. That's just ridiculous um, in my opinion. Mm. So what else you got? Well, I, I want to mention the uh, the Genesis Six real quick. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people are familiar with that. I was telling D'Angelo the story about that earlier. It's uh, basically, uh, I don't know if you if you can find it real quick. The story online, but um, to my understanding, six six kids in Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, six black kids, they go to a school like a, a mostly white school, and there's a tree. At their lunch, where mostly white people hang out, uh, that's with a J, with a J. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a tree that they're not usually allowed to hang out around. And one day, I guess they wanted to hang out around the tree during lunch. So they asked the uh, administrators if they could hang out by the tree. Administrators said, yeah, they go hang out at the tree. And after that, there was some problems with that because some kids that didn't appreciate that hung a noose from the tree the next day. After that, there was, there was an altercation at a party, I believe, where the black kids had ended up getting into a fight and beating up some of the white kids. Oh, no, no. The white kids beat up the black kids. And I guess charges were pressed. I'm not sure. But yeah, they ended up with probation, I think. Yeah. Charges uh, were attempt second-degree murder. No, no, that, that that's later on. Oh, okay. That's that's later on, D'Angelo. Okay. We talking about the first fight where the black kids had got jumped. Right. Okay. Three day suspension. There it is. The, the the white superintendent of schools overruled the principal and gave the students a three day suspension after hanging three nooses from the tree. All right. So that's a suspension. But I understand there was a fight later on. 
Well, a white student, wait, wait, who allegedly had been racially taunting black students in support of the students who hung the nooses into the fight with black students. And allegedly, he was taken to the hospital, treated with these blah, blah, blah. Okay, all right. Basically, all right. They're not talking about, the, I don't know about the first fight, but to make a moral of the story short, the black students ended up beating up a white student later on. I think this was the second fight in retaliation or something. And six black students were arrested and charged with attempted second-degree murder. All six were expelled from school. The sixth charge was 17-year-old Robert Bailey, a junior whose bail was set at, what is that? Am I reading that right? $138,000. That's a house payment. 17-year-old Theo Shaw, also bail. $130,000. 18-year-old, was that Carwin Jones? Yep. 100,000 bail. 17-year-old 100, Bryant Purvis? Yeah. $70,000 bail. 16-year-old Michael Bell. Sophomore in high school, charged as an adult, and bail was set at $90,000. He's still a minor. Wow. These kids are still sitting in jail. Wow. And then with bails like that, they're sitting in jail for a while. Now, what, let me read. What does it say? The, the, the white student who got beat up was taken to the hospital, treated, released, and reportedly attended a social function later that evening. Wow. So it's not like the boy died or anything. Not like he had life-threatening no. injuries. It's just a little fight. Right. The fights happen every day. Every single day. Every day. And this is a fight where he was obviously not hurt enough where he could go to a social function the next evening. So these kids are still sitting in jail with this bail, this ridiculous bail that you know we, their parents probably can't afford to pay. My mom wouldn't even be able to pay that bail. I'm just want I just want people to know about what's going on in the world because this obviously is ridiculous. There's no reason these kids should even be sitting in jail for this stuff. There's a lot of racial tension going down there in Jenna, Louisiana, and from what I understand, there was a march that's supposed to be going down. I think next week where they're going to be down there marching. There's online petitions about it. I've already signed it. You guys can sign it too. Uh, I don't know the official website for the petition, but if you Google Jenna Six petition, you'll probably come up with it. Oh, there it is. Matter of fact, we have the site. You can sign the petition at http um, dot dot slash slash www.naacp.org slash what is that? G-E-T get dash involved. You know how to spell involved. Slash activism slash petitions slash Jenna. I mean, yeah, slash Jenna dash six slash index dot php that's not a lot i mean it's a lot to type in but i mean it's for a good cause and i i would advise everybody to get involved read about this situation because it's very it's going unheard of d'angelo wasn't even aware of it unaware and the national media you know we're not they're not giving any attention to it of course no. The media dictates what we what we see in the world. There's more problems in Louisiana. You're talking about the government covering in Louisiana. We're gonna we're gonna get into this next week too. We're not done with this topic because the longer these guys sit in jail, the longer we're gonna keep discussing this. And I know we've gone a little bit over time, but I just felt it was necessary to get that in because it's a very important cause. Jenna Six, read about it if you haven't heard about it already. Get educated, people. There's more out there in the world than Paris Hill and Lindsay Lohan. We discuss all the topics, but we also want to drop knowledge on you guys. With that being said, I'm Jared Lawrence. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the first edition of Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. Right. I'd like to thank my special guest, D'Angelo Fletcher, for coming through. When's the next time we're talking about doing a show? What about email? What if somebody want to oh, get at you? Oh, good question, D'Angelo. I'm glad you that? asked that. I'm rushing myself off the air. If you have any questions, any opinions, comments, anything you want me to read on the air, okay, you can get at me. Steel City. 2002 at hotmail.com. Okay. That's Steel City, S T E E L City 2002 at hotmail.com. You know, I'm a big Steelers fan, so yeah, we got rep for that. If you want to hit up my MySpace page, this will be on the MySpace, the podcast, it'll be on there. MySpace.com slash Beyond the Glory. That's Beyond um, B um, E Y O N D T H A, not T H E, but T H A, and then Glory, G L O R Y. 
Mm-hmm. Hit me up on it. We're going to discuss a lot of good topics. We got a lot of good stuff coming on future shows. We have some good guests. D'Angelo doesn't believe that I'm going to get a celebrity guest in here. Oh. But before this <laughs> year is over, I will have a celebrity guest how in often, here. How often can we look forward to hearing this? You will look for it. We're going to record beyond the, um, we're going to record keeping it real. I'm sorry. We're going to record this at our own leisure. Hopefully, I'm going to try to record it every week. And it will be up. We will look forward to having a new episode up every week. So just hit up my page about every Thursday, maybe every Friday. You should see a new show up there. You download it, take it with you. That's what's up. Listen to it at your own leisure. That's what's up. And you will get educated. I just want to thank everybody for coming, listening. And once again, email your questions, comments, opinions. If you don't agree with something I'm saying, you want to argue with me, you email it. We'll read it on the air. SteelCity2002 at Hotmail.com. Hit me up. And also hey. look out for D'Angelo's show. He got a sports show coming up, too. Real talk. Let him know about that. Real talk from the cheap seats. It's coming big. We're doing iTunes. Haven't yet set up the email accounts and all that, but uh, keeping it real from the cheap seats is my perspective on, you know, sports. We're doing only sports, though. I'm not doing entertainment and news and so forth, but, uh, yeah, we're trying to trying to give it from the fans' perspective on this, on ESPN so-called top 10 topics in the news. So... Uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Probably, I don't know, within the next month or so. Hopefully, we have it all out. But trying to get it out before the football t- season started. But uh, falling a little behind the ball on that. But definitely, definitely be hey, on the lookout. You got one day. Uh, uh, <laughs> man, probably probably going to try to get it out. It's, uh, trying to get the show out and you know by the later parts of the week, you know, before before game time, though. That's that's the whole idea of the show. Get out, you know, get talks, uh, do a couple picks, you know. Let you know who I think is going to win, who's the winners and who's not, you know. So, uh, definitely within the next few weeks, be on the lookout, keeping it real from the cheat seats, track craft studios. That's where it all goes down. Uh, yes. Anything else, you know, that's that's all. Well, I just want to thank our sponsors, Track Craft. Track Craft? Track Craft Studios for letting us use the uh, building. And yeah, we appreciate everybody who's listening to the show. Join us next time when we discuss a lot of other issues going on in the world. Just be on the lookout. Check my MySpace page, Beyond the Glory, next week for a new episode. Download this one if you want to. We'll see you guys next week. This is Jared Lawrence. I was joined by D'Angelo Fletcher, and it's been great. Cheers.